This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello! Listen, right up top, if you want to hear more of those amazing singing sounds out of my dear friend Meatball, I would encourage you to get your ticks to the Creature Double Feature presents live podcast extravaganza with Very That and Sloppy Seconds. Remember, October 12th, it is a Tuesday. We are doing our live podcast show in Long Beach. It's a double feature, so you can see Very That at 7, Sloppy Seconds at 8.30. You can just get a Sloppy Seconds ticket. You can stay for both shows. It's going to be a good time, don't you think, Meatball? I think it's going to be a wonderful time. I mean, you can't go wrong. You got Raja, who'll probably be a little bit high. Delta, who's always on top of it. You got me, which, wild card. You never know what's going to happen. And (laughs) Dipper's going to be there with his new knee pads for cock sucking. Oh, my God. And you can get your tickets at verysloppy.eventbrite.com. And unlike Tamisha Amon selling tickets, our website works. Uh, And guess what? Let's talk about today's show. This week, we have the one, the only, the comedian extraordinaire, Miss Amy Miller. What a fun time we had with Amy Miller. She's a fucking pro. Yeah, she's incredible. She's so funny. We did not ask her anything about her life history. We just, we're just talking comedy. So if you're we're into comedy. talking shop. We had a great time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Goodbye. Forever Dog When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with us Sloppy seconds Oh, Diva Our number is 213 Oh, 536 Oh, now 1-8-0 Our email is Now on with Sasha Hi, you slaps, you stupid little fucks, you nestle fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I am Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. Hello. I'm so excited Hello. today. You know, I, sp- I called you on the phone last night, and I was like, what should we prepare? And you said, you know what? Let's go fast and loose, because our guest today, she's got the gift of gab. She do, she do, she do. And I'm excited to talk to her. It's my good friend, comedian extraordinaire, Amy Miller. Yay. Hi, I don't, Amy. Hi. What a sell for me in the morning. First of yeah. all, <laughs> I can talk after 2 p.m. So this will be an experiment. But oh, I'm on, I got my coffee. See, I think that my milk is bad, but I'm like still drinking it. And I hope you don't judge me for that. Is it dairy milk or nut milk? Dairy milk. Does nut milk Um, go bad? It does. I think it just takes longer. It's just always so delicious. Mmm, dairy milk. (laughs) See, now I'm the opposite. As the day progresses, I get sleepier. And like by two o'clock, count me out. Like, don't ever try to talk to me. Meatball and I were literally texting at 7 a.m. this morning. Like back and forth (laughs) about like work stuff. (laughs) But I've only seen you at night, Meatball. That's true, but I do take a nap. She's an app. And I'm on tequila. 
Oh, yeah. True, true, true. No, I am not a morning lady. But I was like, I can do 11, right? I'm a fucking grown-up, y'all. Yeah, full-grown person. <laughs> so I think 11 a.m. This, this is a win for everyone. You were saying that you just got back from a comedy festival. Yes. What, which... Where was it? What was happening? I was in Denver for the High Plains Comedy Festival. It's a real, okay, comedy festivals in general are like a little wild. Well, I mean, not what, like, we're nerds. Like, comedians are losers. So it's not like. <laughs> <laughs> that took like a big <laughs> flip. <laughs> You're like, we're like, wild and crazy nerds. But, you know, I'm just not like cool wild, but it's worse than ever because nobody saw each other for like a year and a half. And we, oh, God. All the festivals were canceled. And so everyone's just like, ah, it's like adult summer camp. For I dorks. know. Was it just like a bunch of bits? <laughs> was everyone just working through their bits the whole time? Oh, Meatball, I can't. I don't <laughs> to people like that. I can't. Can I ask a question? You know I'm not fucking around with someone who's on all the time. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. Do you, do you, as a, I've seen a lot, I've never seen you live, but I've seen a lot of your uh, stuff online. And, you know, oftentimes you. the stuff that we see online, you know, Comedy Central, whatever, you're going to be, you're, you're at the height of your game because they're filming it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know when, Camille, I know this is a total, like, this is part of the, the process when there's like the little notebook and the people go, what else? What else? What do I have here? Here's something. Let's see if this works. Do you like that? Do you like when people do that? Because I'm just like, see if it works in front of the mirror and then present it as a real joke. And that's how you see if it works. Don't, don't go, don't lead with, let's see if this works. Okay, no, I do not like that. <laughs> <Okay>. However, <laughs> sometimes, but you know, stand up is nearly impossible to practice in front of the mirror. Of you course. have to try it in front of people. So yeah. those first few times, like of a new joke, maybe there's some stalling or whatever. Yes. But I, in general, try not to do that. Um, I think okay, it's a no waste ticket. of everyone's goddamn time. Yes, I'm not trying to be unreasonable. <laughs> I know you have to work it out, but put your best foot forward. Always. I saw someone yes. the other night who was like, well, this bombed last night, but let's try here. I'm like, well, now we know <laughs> that, this failed no, already. That I can get behind. Because- <laughs> yeah, no, I prefer that. I like that. I also like when someone's willing to admit that they bombed and just continue having a good night. Yeah, but sometimes also that crowd is wrong, like it, especially if it's the first or second time trying a joke. Yeah. So some some levels of that I'm okay with. I've definitely used notes many times, but I make it look cool when I do it because they're on my iPhone. Ooh, <laughs> you get she's, that nice scroll going. She's technologically advanced. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. So my my technique of just taking loose leaf paper and writing a bunch of stuff and just having it loose on stage that's not good. But you make it work, you know. Did the, I? The charm, <laughs> the charisma, it's it's all there. Is it the paper where you rip it out of the notebook so it's got all the messy frills on the side too? <laughs> no, it's like one of those like notepads. So it's just got a scrap across the top. But I should just lean in and make it even messier. messier. Yo, like while I'm talking, worst. pull like, the little perforated edge mail. off. It's like brown paper. It's like takeout bags from Uber. Oh my God. <laughs> 
little that pieces of cardboard. In high school, like before they perforated those notebooks. <laughs> and then by the end of the like semester, your shit was just like half ripped off and yeah. like all, all curled up. <laughs> and you're like, it was so hard to flip over. And then the one part of the wire starts to, st- we, we all sound really old now, it starts to stick yeah. out the top. I literally have a notebook right here and the wire is going, <laughs> and I just bent it back. It would Wait, stab you, a, you through your backpack. Are you a college rule or a wide rule type of person? Oh, I have developed into a wide rule, but I think I was college rule um, in college. <laughs> oh, okay. You said this is for me now that I'm here. <laughs> my my handwriting's got a lot more sloppy as I've aged, like bigger yes. and sloppier, which I Absolutely. hate. Because when I go back to look at my jokes, like, maybe that's why I don't bring a notebook on stage. Because I'm like, what the fuck that say? <laughs> Wait, speaking of bombing, Meatball, you did a comedy show the other night. And Beautiful. You, you posted online. You said, I bombed, but what? What did you say? I said, did I bomb? Absolutely. Did I have fun? I don't remember. <laughs> Amy, maybe we could talk this through. Uh, we talk, I talked about this on your podcast where I said comedians like show up after the show has started. Yes. So I think I got really in my head because I'm the type of person that at a show, uh, this was a, a, chip, a show called uh, Blonde Tips, Highlighted Tips, something tips at Precinct. I Just should the learn tip. the name. Just the tip. And I got there at 6.30 for a 7 o'clock show, and I was the only comedian there. <laughs> then 7 o'clock rolled around, and the producer was getting texts being like, hey, we're on our way from Highland Park. <laughs> and the show was supposed to start at 7.30. and had left a yet. <laughs> four, yeah, hard 80. Well, was it was, Danielle, Danielle was coming to do her makeup in the it dressing was, room. Yeah, Danielle did her makeup in the dressing room, which I always love that she could show up and has 10 minutes to get ready and she'll do it in it and so Remember quickly. Remember when she did our By live podcast? She cut her dress backstage and like turned yeah. it into a look moments before. Coming <laughs> on stage. Yeah, and we were but okay, so I have a nervous anxiety. I have an, and so when I got there and I saw the list of names and I was like, "Oh great, I know what position I'm in. I know how long everyone's going to be in front of me." I'm ready to do this because with a drag show, everyone has to be there before the show starts. You can't yeah. just start it and expect the girl to get there. But with comedians, they just kind of like stroll in, do their shit, and then leave. So no one was there. And at mm-hmm. 7.30, I was still the only person there. And so I started getting nervous because he was like, you might just have to like go up and open it. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So then I just started drinking a lot. Like a okay, lot. Good. Like like a lot, a lot. Like Perfect. I had two shots, two doubles, and 15 minutes. I was toasted. So then Otsko finally gets there and she's like, oh, well, Meatball, will you go on before me and like warm him up? And I was like, I can't. I have to go vomit. So I went and threw. Girl. <laughs> so I, she goes up and does 18 minutes while I'm throwing up. And then I go out and have to do my set and I'm a mess. I was just like a wreck because for the past 30 minutes I had been like psyching myself out it was just not and so I like got up there and just started screaming at people I didn't even put my heels on (laughs) (laughs) I walked out with my Uggs it was just just sloppy I don't know if stand up is your journey you know (laughs) (laughs) sit down more sit down that's your journey Um, no I think it's a combination of like maybe a lot of us have social anxiety slash like mild agoraphobia where like I will, I will wait till the last second to like leave my house, but I'm, I try to be like on time for the show start at least unless I'm last, last, last. And then, but I'm always going to like make it to my set. Yeah. But 
I think also comedians have been wrong so many times because comedy shows always start an hour late. So you're yeah. like, okay, well, I'll just get there late because I don't want to fucking sit around for two hours for like 12 cents. Also, I don't get that stressed <laughs> about like when I'm hosting a show and I'm like just going up in between numbers and talking. And I was like, I could easily tell these jokes in between other people's things. But yeah. like to just throw me out to the wolves like that, I was like, not not for me. I know. And you probably would have been fine. That's the thing, because also you, you care and you're funny. <laughs> and those are the people that do the best. But like I've totally I've totally been there like early on. I would I thought it was a good idea to get super fucked up before my set. <laughs> but that what you're saying is the only benefit is that you don't remember how it went. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, fine. I have yeah. flashes of like blank stares, but other than that, we're great. Is there a recording <laughs> of it, Meepo? Hope, hope not. <laughs> I recorded it. Send them in. Send them in, everyone. Not. <laughs> hope not. Um, so how let's long take have a you quick... been? Oh, okay. We'll take a break. We had to sell commercials. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus... 20% off your next box. That's code SloppySeconds50 at factormeals.com slash SloppySeconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. 
So how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? For? Oh, I um I just had my 11th anniversary. <gasps> wow. Amazing. So when you subtract a pandemic and uh, a, a chunk of time that I quit early on because comedians are horrible, like, yeah, 11 years, but technically eight and a half. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, why did why, why what made yeah, you quit? Yeah, what did you make you quit? Oh, I so I started in the Bay, and I just mm. I don't know. There's like a weird comedy is very like high schooly, and I don't know. People were just being kind of shitty to me, and I can't even believe like at that age I allowed myself to get bullied. Like now it's like very funny. Like who bullies a bully? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes when a new woman like starts on this very insular scene women especially like it's just like shitty like i don't know i just kept hearing like weird rumors about myself like it was straight up like high school like oh my god oh, people, no. like, fucked, and i was like a slut and it's like i mean yes but also i'm funny can i just can you just let me work um so i quit for like maybe like 10 months or something early on and then i don't know i couldn't stay away or someone like asked me to do a show and i was like okay i guess i'm back in <laughs> It was just drama. It was like creepy drama. It's so interesting. That kind of behavior, I feel like it's so easy to set your intention not to participate in that, to just like be like welcoming to whoever shows up and like it doesn't matter. Like it's so it's so it's it's all like you said, it's all such bullshit. There's no need to like bully someone who's also trying to do something. But it that behavior is so ingrained in us. Like the amount of like side eye catty comments Meatball and I will make when like someone <laughs> new is throwing a party. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no point. Like I don't oh, no. actually feel that way. You know what I mean? I, yeah. It's just like kind of funny. <laughs> no, but I oh. feel I like we're all... Oh, no. <laughs> don't you feel like we're all just... It comes so easy to just be rude, and then you're like, you kind of have to stop yourself and be like, no, I don't actually feel that way. Yeah. Or, we, like, am I and, just or then person? I go to the party, and I'm like, mm, I had a good time. Yeah, you're like, this is great, and they're really nice. What am I yeah. doing? What am, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> It depends. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I, y'all are horrible. People. Yeah, she's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what's really funny is I'm like close friends with most of those people that were shitty to me in the beginning. Oh. And uh. even like, there were like women comics in the Bay that now are like very well known comedians. Name names. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> well, you name names. Who's throwing these shitty parties? Me. Um, no, but they turn out not to be <laughs> shitty, they turn yeah. out to be great. <laughs> And so we've like moved past it, but yeah, I think there is this weird, just ingrained competition and like, oh, if this new person comes in, then they're taking my spot maybe. Mm. And it's just like, it's just diva shit and it's unnecessary. <laughs> totally. You know? I, also I try to like... welcome any, any like young woman that I meet in comedy because it's so awful to do that I'm just yeah. like, if you need any help, I'm like... I... Oh, it's this old grizzled veteran. <laughs> like, listen up, little lady. I've been here you come to years. me. I'll kill anyone who talks to you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I have kind of a question about like what are the like stepping stones to being a bigger comedian. I know that you were on Last Comic Standing. I know that you had an epic little moment that we don't talk about. And then I know that you have a thirty-minute Comedy Central thing coming out. But like. 
how do you gauge like where you stand in the comedy scene when you have like all these other opportunities coming up? Well, now it's all over the place, and yeah. I, and it's the exact same in drag, I'm sure, because it's like, oh, this person amassed like an insane Instagram following, but is like a newer comedian, so people know who they are, you know, or there's like people who've done a ton of shit on YouTube, or someone got a sitcom role. Or was, yeah, like in a competition show. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a combination of things. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not a famous comedian, obviously. But I think I'm well known enough that like yeah. people yeah. kind of know my name as like a person in comedy. Um, a lot of that for me is like, honestly, podcasts, so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but because I've done enough of like the bigger podcasts, that's another thing. Some Some people are like, pretty new and then like god forbid i mean are we allowed to say his name on here joe rogan will have them on right you know oh, yeah and then all of a sudden they've gone from like opener to headliner because that audience is so huge so it just really depends there is like no standard way because even i have friends that i'm like you've been you know my friend johnny pemberton that i just toured mm-hmm. with who's awesome I mean, we sold out most of our shows, but they weren't selling out immediately. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what do you have to fucking do? He's been in like 70 movies and was on an NBC show. Like, it's just so, and so people know who he is, but it's not, again, yeah, we're not like filling a theater or whatever. So it's just um, very unpredictable. It's wild. It's also so interesting how that model, the moment it feels like, okay, this is what I do, it immediately changes. Because, you know, like even thinking about music, like talking to people who got their start or hearing stories from people who got their start in like the 90s or early 2000s, it's like there was no self-producing anything. You like made a demo and you shopped it around and you had to wait. And that whole idea that we can now make our own uh, uh, you know, avenues with the internet that feels like this is how it's done now. But it's like now it's like it, even with TikTok and all that stuff, it's just constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those, you know, those in the in the eighties, the labels would bring cocaine to the radio station, <laughs> and now I bring cocaine to comedy bookers, and then that's how. Oh, <laughs> you know. that's a lie. I bring <laughs> the a cocaine. Lie. Yeah, meatballs the the hookup. No, I will be I will be like touring and do a show with someone that I'm like this literally just happened in SF that Cobb's comedy club was like, Can you open for this guy? And I'm like, I've never fucking heard of this comedian. And on stage I can see he's like a very green stand up. He's like doing kind of open micer shit. Right. But he has a, a million billion YouTube fans. And mm-hmm. so he's headlining this club. And it's just like you know, I'll probably, if he keeps doing stand-up, I'll keep running into it. But a lot of those people, like, eventually stop because, you know, the the percentage of people that, like, at our core are, like, stand-up comics is mm-hmm. much smaller than the number of people that are touring doing comedy. Right. Yeah. Um, which is fine. You know, I'm not not being shady. But uh, but even our friend, uh, our friend Nicole talks openly about... I started, you know, she was like, I, she says she booked colleges because she was on TV and she didn't know she had to do stand up. And then she learned how to be a great stand up because she has that ability. But that was like, oh, she booked all these shows. And it's like, you got to fill yes. the time. Okay, but Nicole is sick. Let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, because... she's so good. She, I don't, there's nothing she can't do, and it's very annoying. I know. But no, <laughs> I mean, she's sick in her head because. <laughs> 
She is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like, there is no reason for Nicole to continue to do stand-up right now. Right. But she is so naturally funny, and she does love being on stage. Most people at, like, living the life that Nicole is living right now and getting the roles that she's getting would take a long break from yeah. live performance. Because it's a nightmare. I'm out on the road with her. People are heckling and yelling nailed it and fucking trying to walk on stage and shit like why would she want to do that when she does not need the money that's how i know she's fucked up (laughs) 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 you know and that means she's a real performer but a lot of people like like the number of friends i've had who even get like a writing job where they're not on camera all the time anywhere but they're making good money and they just stop doing stand-up is right. a lot of people a lot of people wow so yeah r.i.p nicole um she, <laughs> she's gonna die she's fucking crazy <laughs> but she looked incredible at the emmys both oh, days gosh. flawless absolutely so flawless. Good. i i love her i'd so like much. to move this conversation over to one of our newest obsessions carrot top Oh, <laughs> wait! Didn't I mean, he show his dick on a? He TikTok showed dog. Video? Amy was the one who found it and sent <laughs> it to me. <laughs> I give all credit for this, starting with my ex-boyfriend, like first being like, "You have to follow Carrot Top on Instagram," and then I told Michael, and he got obsessed. Yeah. And then yes, of course, early into our Carrot Top journey, thank praise God, <laughs> he just dropped dong. Out of his running shorts. It was up for maybe like 36 hours. Yeah, it was up for over a day. And, and, and curse it, anyone who flagged it. Like, Yeah, how dare. These and fucking it, I think Christians. he knew what he was doing. <laughs> it poked out in a way that it's like hard to miss. He kind of lifted it, didn't he? Like he lifted the shorts up? No, no I think he like. They're very short. They're oh, very short. God. Well, because I believe, and Amy, you don't have to say anything. I believe Carrot Top may be trying to slowly give us signals that he's coming out. Oh, slowly. Yeah. No, he is cruising. <laughs> he's cruising. He's also only wearing rainbows. And in a most recent post, he's wearing a rainbow Andrew Christian hat. Yeah. He's obsessed with rainbows. He's like, you know, he's one of those people that just, I, I feel like a lot of, uh, the sort of 80s, 90s, like here, like pop art, lunatic entertainer heroes that we have have just been like, I don't talk about my sexuality. It's truly none of anyone's business. I'm just True. doing what I do. Right. And, you know, it's like a Paul Rubens thing. Like so many of those folks are just like, I don't, I don't talk about it. And it's really interesting to me because, yeah, he does seem to be trolling for dick for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> He's letting his hang out. It's crazy. Who do you think built all those props for Carrot Top when he was in his heyday? I think he did. He did. He He did did. all of it on his own, which is why it was like kind of even more impressive. Yeah, because he's like an artist, truly. (laughs) Oh no. What we're let's get Carrot Top on the pod. Wow. Well, Michael and I have already been making secret side plans that we're all going to Vegas. No, I know. And we're hopefully going in like two weekends. The thing about the dong, too, was, like, everyone's first question, of course, is, like, is it big? And I'm, like, for Carrot Top, yes. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, I can't wait to see that show with you. We're going to really – I'd go to two, honestly. Let's do a matinee. Well, yeah, I want to see them both in a row. <laughs> do you we'll do the, the children's showing and the adults' <laughs> 
Is the one s- with dong and the one without. <laughs> is he still doing props? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's his whole judge. But he's, I mean, he lives in Vegas. He, like, has a show, what, nightly, probably? Nightly. Well, when I was just there, he missed a night because, wait, I can't remember what he it was. He got a date. He had some weird, <laughs> weird illness that now I can't remember. Co- COVID? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Was it Carrot COVID? Wait, you were just there because you were recording your. Was that when you recorded your Comedy Central? No, I did that in New York last week. Oh. Um, I had a big couple of months, which is so fun. Yeah, coming so, out like, of the pandemic. So poor. This is great about comedy. I'm like, <laughs> like nothing is paid yet. So have you ever had like. I mean, hopefully in drag, there's more of a standard that, like, you just performed. Here is your money. Well, at a um, club. At a but club. But, the like, other for kind the, of gigs. Not for TV Like, when stuff, I do yeah. corporate stuff or, like, TV stuff, They're I wait like, two, three months. We're on a net 90, and we'll right. be uh, like, what is net that? Net 90? <laughs> I don't even want to do it anymore. I, I know. I or it's like, money. you go do it, and you're kind of expecting the tra- check that day, which is so dumb, because then at the end of the day, they're like, Okay, so we're going to send you an email link, and then you have to create your own profile at our company. Oh, and yeah, then get we'll into send our you this. payroll And I was system. like, I don't want to be on your payroll system for this, like, for one There's a reason I stopped working. Like, no. <laughs> they're like, please drive to the valley so we can finger prick you to authenticate you to get a payment of $400. You're like, truly, yeah. fuck all the way up. Yeah. So, oh, yes, I was just in Vegas doing shows. And I did two clubs back to back, which was not a good idea because it was two solid weeks. And I was just like slowly going insane. Oh, my Um, goodness. I've never been to Vegas. Is it really wild? Whoa, really? Yeah. Well, come to see Carrot come, Top. Come see Carrot Top with I us. I would actually love to we come might, to see Carrot let's Top. Let's do that. Let's all get the, in the same hotel, and then we can try to get Carrot Top up to our hotel room. And record yes. a little podcast. And pod. record a podcast under the guise yes. of sex. Yes. God, would I suck yes, Carrot yes. Top's dick? Well, you got to look yes. at it first. I mean, I've I, seen it. I'm, where, I'm The concern is the face to me. Oh, you did get to see it? Yeah, I just Googled it. It's available. Oh, okay, because I keep a screenshot on my ah! Well, listen, <laughs> let's take a quick break, and then I want to hear about taping your comedy special. And we're back! That was pretty okay. Pretty okay. It's so much at this hour. What do you think Ariana Grande <laughs> would say about you on The Voice if you did riffs like that? She would be like, quit, quit coming for my whistle tone. <laughs> Is that a good Ariana? I'm Ariana you Grande. You did it. This Thank what you. what I could say about it. So impressions aren't my my strong suit either. All right. Well, one of these says, days I'm going to figure out what I'm good at. <laughs> don't do stand up. It's really don't do more than Ariana Pequena that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so filming a stand-up special, that's like a huge deal. Yeah, it was very fun. It was exciting. So Comedy Central does a round of half-hour specials every year for, I don't know. 25 years or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. You can see them on Paramount Plus. Work. Um, um, so, yeah, it's like something, it's like a milestone that a lot of us like submit for. Like I've submitted for it probably six times. Like, like literally you film 30 minutes of you doing stand-up, 
send it in. They used to, like, also ask for a transcript and stuff, and now it's, like, all fast and loose. Like, they're like, say whatever you want. And so I did 47 minutes. Um, oh. And that's not... And they're going to keep it mostly, I think. But I was just... It was at the Knitting Factory in New York, and um, it was very fun. Yeah, I was, like, doing crowd work and shit. Like, I was so, like, loose, loose. Uh. <laughs> Do <laughs> I you... had two shots of whiskey before I started. Um, do you was, like being loose? Like, do when you when you have like a loose show and you're just like throwing jokes around and doing crowd work, when you walk off, are you like hell yeah, or do you prefer to come off with like really knocking it out of the park with the like beat it out jokes that you know are tried and true? I am always shooting for a combination, yeah. and that's definitely what I was shooting mm-hmm. for. Really special, like I I do think it's for that. It was good for me. Like I was very nervous for like four minutes, and then I was like, oh, this is just a show, you know. I had, like, friends there, like, comics came. It's, like, it's a show, so I'm just going to be normal. But I do want to get the jokes out. So I like being loose but not sloppy. Yeah. No disrespect to this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and certain people who do stand-up what? after a six shot of tequila. <laughs> I think it was eight. Um, We're talking about you, people. <laughs> oh, it's me. I was looking around the room like, oh my God, who would do that? That's so I, wild. My favorite comedians in life are like, it seems natural, yeah. but you're still getting these punchlines out. Yeah. And sometimes it's almost like a surprise because you're mm-hmm. like weaving from, I try to like go back and forth where it's like, oh, she's just hanging out and talking to us. And now she's doing a joke. But there wasn't like, uh, now I'm going to do a joke transition. Right. Like, just I try to weave it. And that was always, like, my dream of, because those are my favorite stand-ups, you know. Mm -hmm. What'd you wear? Oh, okay. I wore a blazer. (laughs) A power blazer, Tommy Hilfiger. It has patches on the elbows. Shout out Um, to Paula Ponce. It was, was like, a deep (laughs) deep cut reference. Yeah. (laughs) On the elbows. No patches in the shoulders. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) And I wasn't wearing a long, skinny tie. (laughs) But... That you weren't amazing. driving with your children drunk, what? you know? You were really living. Meatball. What? Yeah. She we did don't, that. Don't talk about that. She did. Listen, we all make mistakes, and she came back from it stronger. She did. Um, and a mustard top mm. with, like, I a plaid kind of, like, schoolgirl skirt. Ooh. Cute. Uh, tights and patent leather shoes. Yeah, I was going that for cute. very, like... I don't know, like hot principal slash like I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah, hot principal baby. I got very, you. Very my brand. You know what I mean. I'm what a sexy of... teacher. What? Like slash he- kid. Hecklers <laughs> no. to me are such a wild experience to have to deal with as a stand-up. What is it like? Do you have like a like a really like a like a wild heckler story about someone just being insane that you owned. Cause that's a big thing on social media, right? Like on TikTok, oh, or on yeah. Instagram, where it's like comedian owns heckler. And, and yeah. then you watch it and you're like, you're like okay, is that you the like, word we're going to use for you? you like giving them, a... them one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Some of those videos are fake is first of all, what I want to tell y'all little <gasps> inside secret. Yeah. What? Um, but then even the ones that aren't fake, yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes it's like everyone is like wanting to do crowd work now. I don't it just became a thing that yeah. like became popular, but it is not for everyone and not no. everyone's good at it. <laughs> Cause some comedians just aren't fast, you right. know? Um mm-hmm. I don't 
I mean, my heckler stories are all over the place. Like, one guy actually made me cry. That was a little uh-huh. drama. Like, I don't know. I just got him. He was, like, an older guy, and he hated me. And I just, like, my daddy issues just, like, came pouring through my tear ducts. Um, <laughs> and it was the one time I've ever cried on stage. It's very funny now. Um, but I've had, like, a man fully approach the stage, like, walk on, because um, he was, like, mad about something that I said. And then nobody in the... Like, people don't know what to do in that moment. Like, I think they're, they mean well, but they're like, is this part of the show? You know, so I had to be like, I need help. And then finally, like, two guys from the crowd, like, jumped up. Club security did absolutely. Oh, oh no. God. They were like, let's watch this play out for this young lady. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get the camera. Let's put this on TikTok. This is right. going on TikTok. <laughs> Comedian oh. gets assaulted by audience members. <sighs> Yeah, so he was he was real drunk and he was just mad and he decided he was gonna come but and do what? It's not like I didn't think he was gonna beat my I think he was gonna try to take the microphone or something. That's it's always a great drunk idea that right. those people have. Like the, and then they get up there and freeze. It's so great. Um what my people, ma- okay, yeah, let me ahead. tell you my main heckler. Okay. It is like she thinks she's supportive lady uh-huh. who's around my age. Fucked up on wine, 100% of the time white, Caucasian all the time, uh, and is just like, thinks we're at fucking brunch or whatever, right. you know? And sometimes it's nice. They'll just be like, I love you. And I'm like, literally go to the drag show with a stack of dollars and please don't come back to comedy. <laughs> like, yeah, if you want to yell and be like, go girl, like... This is not it. Like, I'm telling jokes about, like, my dead father. (laughs) No, take your money somewhere else. Um, That I get that so much. And a lot of them apologize later. It's like a whole weird psychological thing. I think some women are still very uncomfortable seeing women do stand-up comedy. Mm. Because it's like, oh, oh, she's going to, like, tell our secrets. Or what if she bombs and then, like, proves the point. The, know, all women all are people. terrible. At yeah. And so they literally, I don't know, I think they just like get uncomfortable and they over drink. And then all of a sudden they're like, There's a theme. That's happened to me too. <laughs> yes, sis. Girl boss up there on stage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so. I like, I'm like, even when people are like, who here has, you know, and they like want people to shout out or they're oh, like, yeah. you know, no. say, I'm like Don't always answer. dead silent in an audience. Like to the mm-hmm. point where I forget to laugh, even if I'm enjoying, cause I'm like, never want to overstep. I'm just like, <laughs> or I go the opposite way. And someone says a joke that's like mildly funny and I'll like giggle, but then I'll be like, Oh, no one else is laughing. Let me, ha- let me help. <laughs> and I'll, go, I'll go too far and one time some comedian pointed favorite. at me and was like okay you're having too much fun like it's not that fun you could you could tone it, it down oh like, i would love that oh you'd be my favorite audience member no they were the like drag you got a loud queen laugh you in the second laugh. row with the fake laugh please stop <laughs> oh me <laughs> <laughs> no i'm like okay this is the only person in here who's right right now <laughs> Thank you. So it's a battle of who's right and wrong in the audience. Okay, okay. I understand that now. Constantly. Oh, always. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I posted about this, but it was something that like, RIP to Norm MacDonald, the great, but he, he would always just be like, audiences can be wrong. And yes, it can be every single person in the room. I'm like, (laughs) okay, good to know. (laughs) I 
mean, you, you need a certain blind confidence to get on any stage. So having Absolutely. that fact in your back pocket, I think is really helpful. Yeah, sometimes it's just not it. You know, it's not working or I don't know. Um, I mean, it's never usually like the whole crowd for me, but I've definitely been to places where it's just like I am not their cup of tea and there's nothing that I can do about it because it works so well in so many other times that I can't be like, you know, well, this must be my fault. Right. I don't know. Okay, so speaking of the great Norm MacDonald, who are some comedians that you like really idolized or looked to or or were inspired by before you started 11 years ago? Oh, well, definitely Maria Bamford. Oh, who is yeah. Like now my friend. So that's been a weird, you know, that's such a strange thing about comedy is like your idols just become your friends because it's so small. There's yeah. not that many of us. Um, Wait, and Maria story does about- bring out a notebook sometimes, but she is openly mentally ill and can't remember a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> but I've seen her with the notebook and she's smooth. And yes. she's smooth good about it. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. stop and like hold up the room to be like, "Hold on, what am I? What am I gonna?" Exactly. <laughs> also, Michael, my boyfriend, used to live in her old apartment down the street. Oh, wow! How fun! And that. so when. When he moved in, he like asked her questions about the apartment, and she said nothing. You might see a ghost or this old gay guy who died masturbating in there, but other than that, and so he was like, "Cool, great, thank you." Whoa, wait, how did she know that he died masturbating? I don't know because I didn't ask. It was like an email. There was no, there was no extra questions. He never came yet on his business, right? And so when you see him, he's just constantly sitting in the. Just beating it off. And Michael was just never wearing clothes. Yeah. And get it, ghost. Yeah, you want this hole. Wow. <laughs> um, I love Maria. Um, I love fucking Cat Williams. Um, maybe like the one of the most entertaining people <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh my god. Um, Norm, of course. Uh I don't know. Like, I mean, a lot of my like I wasn't at the time that I started like a comedy nerd mm-hmm. i had seen maria before at the punchline but like i feel like most of my references are not like i just did a show with marsha warfield and i like lost my mind because that's like i like watch so much like 80s and 90s comedy uh-huh. at stand up that that was like an iconic person to like meet um and she's still so fucking funny also did you know all know that she just came out she came out in her 60s Oh, that's wow. amazing. Like, I'm like, Marsha Warfield wasn't openly a lesbian at on Night Court. This is a crazy world. <laughs> yeah, you're like, did you see your haircut? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is Wait, so cool. So what made you, like, what was your first stand-up show? Like, what made you start comedy? Oh, well, I kind of just did it on a dare. Like, my friend Becky Wolf was going to this open mic, and she was like, you should come. It was just the Brainwash Cafe. It's literally a laundromat on Folsom Street in SF. And Oh, y'all are familiar with Folsom Street. Yeah, I'll see see everyone at Folsom Street Fair (laughs) this weekend in San Francisco. Oh, Oh, I guess this comes out after that. Yeah, so in my first set, someone pissed in my mouth. It was really exciting. Ooh, (laughs) No, for I just, Dipper's gig. <laughs> I just went to this open mic and I thought it was just like a crazy thing I was doing because I wanted to do something scary. And then I just kept going back. It was really weird. Nobody expected it, least of all me. Um, so yeah, I started in the Bay and then I just started running my own shows in the East Bay and like, I don't know, it just took on this momentum because I made friends and I was getting laughs, you know, from the beginning. Um, 
and I was so nervous every time for like years. I just, it was like exhilarating in that way. Like I, I was like, oh, I'm doing something that's hard. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. really fucking hard. Damn. It is hard. And it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the worst, truly. It really truly is. Because the there's like, I don't know. For me, there's that split second when you first walk on stage that there's no reaction from the audience. Um, and you have to start talking. Whereas like when I'm in drag, there's an immediate reaction from the audience because I'm stepping out and like beginning a lip sync and there's a look and there's all this involved. But like in stand up, they're like, all right, tell me a joke, lady man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boy, woman. Come tell on, he, she, get up there and tell me a giggle. <laughs> when I when I first started performing music live, like my music obviously has like little bits of humor in it. Um, but when I first started performing live, I would get on and I would grab the mic and I would start talking a little bit. I'd be like, hello, I'm going to do some sex songs about gay, gay stuff. And are you ready to dance a little? Like, and a friend of mine was like, just start, like, don't talk, don't talk before. <laughs> just give them masturbating ghosts. <laughs> right. Exactly. They were like, don't, don't do that part. And so then... I have now, now in between songs, I really have a better sense of like banter and I make people laugh and there's like a bit of humor there, but I have to sort of get into the mode. You know what I mean? And doing one song gets me there. I can't imagine going in cold. Y'all all all have to go in cold. No lube. No lube, baby. (laughs) Yeah, because like it's interesting, like comedy is so hot right now. Like Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, it's cool to go see stand-up comedy, which... Thank you. God bless. I love to work. <laughs> Keep doing it. We love to work. Um, but it's still something that freaks a lot of people out. So you're right, Meatball. It's like a, the main expression when you first come out is suspicion. You know? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> people like, like in comedy audiences, they do want it to work. And that's something I always have to. I Someone told me very early on, like, have empathy for the crowd. They're on your side. We all want to have a good time. Nobody wants to They're see They're on your a side. Mess. Because uh, it, it makes it uncomfortable because public speaking is still like everyone's number one fear. So we're doing something in front of a crowd that's like, oh, you're doing literally something I would kill myself if I had to do right now. Right. So it's just, yeah, like the confidence like goes a long way where you're just like, don't worry. I've done this before. We're all going to be fine. I'm going to shepherd you through it. <laughs> um, but it's a yeah it's just a weird thing to do and so i think now people are coming because like it's cool and they still aren't comfortable with it and it's just yeah it's such a weird thing and now i like to think about those early days at the brainwash because i know for a three minute set i felt like i was going to shit all my clothes and it felt like an eternity and now i'm like around the country doing an hour hour 10 whatever just fucking sometimes i'll leave my body uh-huh. in the middle of the set and look down and be like, what am I doing? Why are these people listening to me for this oh, long? Oh, no. Not in a panic. No. Like, oh. in a, like in a how fucking weird is this job? Yeah. That you just like, I'm talking for an hour? That seems excessive. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with these people that paid to see it? Like, you're sick. 
I also think that like fear, that fear of that like crazy, you know, like you're talking about fear of public speaking and that criticism. It reminds me of all those like memes that were circulating last week with the Met Gala of like a troll human in a garbage filled room laying in a dark, you know, like the, the lights are off, just like the glowing phone and they look awful. And the, the like the image says like, oh, they look horrible in that dress. Like, yeah, the, like, it's like clean so, your room. It's so easy to critique with like out the experience and so all of those people being like god that person wasn't funny it's like you could not string two words together (laughs) yeah with the stage lights on you i do think uh i mean audiences have kind of been burned a lot too by the weird way this industry works because people buy tickets to go see an actor a tiktoker a fucking someone from saturday night live that was on 25 years ago that they like because they're like, oh, this is a name that I know. And then they can't fucking do stand-up. And it is such an uncomfortable experience that people are just like, well, if I don't know you at all, then I'm even more suspicious. And mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, I know how to do this. I yeah. do it every night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, if you want to go to comedy shows, this is for your audience. Just do some research. Look it up. See well, if it's good. Don't just go see a celebrity. Fuck Jeremy Piven doing comedy. Yeah! Like, suck my ass. Oh, so suck so my asshole. He was notoriously bad. And then didn't he just like cancel a bunch of dates randomly? Say it was probably, for mercury poisoning. He probably poisoning. got COVID for a sixth time. Like, uh, who knows? I, I don't know that he's ever had COVID, but I wish he would get <laughs> I'm it. I'm sure he did. Slander. Uh, well, yeah, for our audience, if you're going to go see Stand Up Live, go see Amy Miller. How about that? Yes, that's a good plan. You're back on the road, baby. All right, we're going to lead us to our next segment after this quick break. (laughs) I could do it. I didn't know you were going to do it. I knew it. Okay, we're back. Leave that in. Well, we're back. No, we're back. I'll run this. And now it's time for our next segment, which is <laughs> Fuck Talk! A segment where we ask our guests an uncomfortable question of, do they have a funny or weird or uncomfortable sex story that they'd like to set, tell us? Um, oh, no. You'd be fucking and on I the know road? you've been touring a lot and you're recently single. So yes, you've been doing nasty shit. Interesting journey for me. Um so seven out of, like almost seven out of the roughly 10 years I've been doing stand-up, I've been in a relationship, monogamy, um, and now I'm not, and it's interesting. Seven like years. So long. For sure horny, for sure, but also like don't want to fuck comedians. Okay. What about fans? And what about they're fans? just there. They're just there. Um, fans, yeah, I guess so. Not like a super duper fan. Oh, well, I'll tell you about a close call. Okay. I, I oh, when I was in um Seattle with Nicole last, I almost made another version of a terrible choice and fucked someone who worked at the comedy club. <gasps> and <Whoa>. okay, <laughs> this is the story. And I was like fresh out, and I was like, okay, this guy's cute, but he was kind of a super fan. He's like, I listened to every episode of your podcast. Whatever. Um, if he hears this, fuck him. Um, 
Well, we could bleep this So city. we were just kind of flirting, but I was like, I feel like this is a bad idea. So I was kind of like taking it slow, and then he was too. And then the one night that we were for sure going to hook up. Oh, it's so disgraceful. Me and Nicole on the road, like, it's like impossible for us to fuck. And that is a crime. Okay, let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> yeah, First y'all should all, be doing orgies in the hotel room every night. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, we're whores, and we <laughs> are great at it, and... You know, she'll even set shit up and then, like, guys just, like, ghost. And I'm like, why? Okay, fuck you. But so I was kind of, like, taking it slow. But then we started, like, like he, like, sent me a couple dick pics. And oh, they were all taken outside. Let's just put that. Let's just note that. Outdoorsy? Like, like outdoors. Like, why? In Seattle, the Seattle night. Okay, well, let me tell you. So then we made plans for like Saturday night and it was just like, yeah, let's do it. Come to my hotel, whatever. And um, he, around like 2 a.m. after closing the club, he was just like, oh, I I got some dad shit to deal with because he has kids. And I'm like, at 2 a.m., what are your children fucking up to? (laughs) Okay. Um, So it never happened. We never ended up fucking. It was just like kind of sexting and then he sent me the pics and stuff and then I flew directly from Seattle to New York and New York time like 7 a.m. which mm-hmm. means 4 a.m. Washington I got a phone call from a random number it was his wife oh. Oh. and she was like who the fuck is this and I was like who the fuck is this she called on my phone and she was like this is so-and-so's wife and I was like oh bitch I am so glad you're calling me because I made this dude swear. Like, because I looked at his Instagram and it looked like he had a whole ass family. And I was uh-huh. like, I do not fuck around with married monogamous dudes. It's just not something I've not worth upsetting another woman's life for right. your nasty dick. Um, <laughs> for your nasty outside dick. For your nasty dick. <laughs> so. That's why he was taking all these pictures on the patio. Because his, oh, wife, his wife was inside. God. Go to the bathroom. Yes. So I felt so bad for her. And I this is where I really fucked up. Is I did say, if you ever need to talk, call me. To the wife? <laughs> yeah. You tried to make a friend out of this? I just felt bad for her. Because I was like, I don't know this fool. I made him swear over text and to my face that he was not married. And he swore and swore. And I don't give a shit about him. Like, I'm sure I'll see him again when I work that club. But, like, fuck him. Because why swear? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the number of hoes that are willing to do it anyway if you're fully married is a lot. So just, like, be honest. Yeah, and find one of those hoes. Yeah, it's not me. Um, So I was like, I'm sorry this is happening. And she's like, I feel like it kind of happens all the time. And I'm like, probably Probably, yeah. And then she wanted details about what kind of texts we sent and then i was like oh that's sort of where my line is like i i wish you the best but i don't want to be involved in all y'all's drama so i'm like please actually don't call me that's crazy (laughs) yeah and that was like my first attempt back out so i was like oh great so this is i'm so glad i didn't sleep with him yeah but like it was just a nightmare that is so wild that's so crazy well Men are not well out there. Yeah. I mean, gay men are psycho, but it sounds like straight men are just way more trash. So fucked up. They don't know what they're doing. Dang. Dang. (laughs) 
But pre this relationship, I was, of course, a massive hoe. Yes. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, a couple years, we met in Portland. And so before I fell in love and into monogamy, I, I was sadly dating in the Northwest, which is really just some of the least well straight men I've ever fucking met in my life. Um, I don't know. There was the guy that after we fucked, he started saying the N word a lot. Oops, <gasps> didn't see that coming. Oh, my God. Just and like. Just for funsies, like just like just to oh, let it out. Wasn't talking about anybody in specific. <laughs> just needed to get no. that word out. You um, know, sometimes I, you hold on to it too long. You gotta let it slip. I did know he was probably weird and insane in some ways. I didn't know necessarily racist, but his drink, vodka water. No, that's, that's just called vodka. That's vodka. That's vodka. That's watered down vodka. That's, that's vodka with Tony Soto. That's what Tony Soto drinks. And then, oh, sorry, Tony. And then he only wanted me to suck his dick when he was standing on top of the bed. What? With like his hand on the ceiling. What a move, right? Like the drama of that. Well, let me ask you, were you, did the size work out where you were able to stand? On the bed? Or did you uh, have to floor. bend a little oh, bit? Oh, you're saying when she's standing on the floor and he was. Oh, I see. Um, no, I was kneeling down on the bed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because to me... And then he just, like, had both hands on the ceiling. <laughs> like, what is that? Was he looking in a mirror at the time? <laughs> I don't know. He, he was, was like, I'm going to touch I'm this. Gonna I'm going to touch I'm so big. I do I do enjoy <laughs> a scenario where, you, where I can suck dick and be fully standing in my body. Oh, yeah. And I love to provide that. And I will say... Better kneeling on the soft bed than on the hardwood floor, which I've done many, many times. And then now I'm just like 40, and so like you get back up and that knee knee starts to crackle. You're like, oh, honey. No, I didn't know I was going to be sucking dick this many years of my life. I recently (laughs) purchased dick sucking knee pads. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are they marketed as knee pads for dick sucking or are they just knee pads and did, you've repurposed them? Did you get them at the bicycle store? Nope, yeah. they're marketed for dick sucking. Now, Whoa. what makes these knee pads? Go get them. What makes these knee pads any different? I need to see what okay. makes them a different knee pad. I'll, I'll show you exactly what I purchased. Give me one second. Talk about yourself. I, I mean, will. I think we've also... Meatball, like, done that move where you just you grab the pillow from the bed yeah. and just toss it and on the and then put floor. it on the floor. But then, yeah. you know, some people's pillows are gross, or not gross, but, like, really thin. Like, people don't get new pillows or wash them after oh, yeah. a while. And then you're just on the floor again. Yeah, then it's yeah. just like, oh, my knees have gone through. Now I'm on yeah. the floor. That just reminded me, should I wait for Dipper? Well, one time when I lived in New York, everyone in our audience gets tired of me talking about New York. But I... um. <laughs> hooked up with this guy that I met on Grinder, and I made him come to my apartment and he only wanted to get a blowjob standing up. But like the way my apartment was set up, the only spot to really do it in besides my bedroom, which he didn't want to be near a bed was just on the kitchen floor. So I was oh. kneeling on hardwood for forever until he finally was like, I'm going to come. Where do you want me to come? And by that point I was like, I don't care wherever. I can't feel my fucking Yeah, I was knees. like, just fucking come. You couldn't grab a couple of dish towels and put one under each heel ball. That up. wasn't really the vibe. He was very much like, <laughs> suck it now. And I was like, okay, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. And then he came on the floor and then he got dressed and left. And then like 
a week later, I went to an audition and he was the casting agent. <laughs> and we had to act like nothing. Oh, happened. and you were like, I was already on the couch. Yeah, so I was I got like, it, right? Well, I thought kind of like, mm, this is going to be my role. And I, didn't I did. Get it. I do, aside from the knee thing, I love a standing dick suck because everything's just right there. Yeah. You know, the whole buffet is available to you. Great time for a finger in the ass. Like the balls easier without having to like you know get like scoop down there. Yeah, or you don't have yeah. underneath. Everything's just there. Plus, if he has a hot body, then you know you just take a peek up yeah. every once in a while, and I'm Grab like, oh nip. my god, Grab the Grab nip a little, Ooh. put a finger in the mouth. Slap yeah, him. I I enjoy it. I sucked a guy years ago who was very petite, and so <laughs> even <laughs> with me being on my knees, he had to stand on a milk crate. In order to be at the right level. And what um, grade was he in? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these are the knee pads. <laughs> the reason they're not at a bike shop is they're fully soft. They're not about protection. They're just padded. Cushion. Okay, so what we're why seeing Why do they here... look like Transformers? Yeah, why is the Transformer logo? <laughs> well, it's actually, if you look closely, it's a pig. Oh, it's Nasty Pig. It's oh. not Nasty Pig. These are from Fort oh. Trough. Fort Trough. Sponsor yeah. of, And the reason um, is pudding. that it comes with two knee pads and... A sucking mask. This is a dick-sucking hood that you wear. Oh, you little fucking You're slut. gross. Well, I'm really proud of you. That is such a big mouthful, by the way. Well, well it's for your nose and your mouth. <laughs> but it doesn't it fit on my head. This is too small for me. Then put it on it's someone else's head, honey. And yeah, put it on someone else's head. Do I put my glasses on them. on top of it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, put it gonna, on I got a screenshot. Petite men. Yeah, these tiny men. They, oh my god! <laughs> it does nothing. Goes in the right nothing. hole. <laughs> That's so tight. I love to just feel like I'm getting sucked off by a housefly. Yeah, what? This is not, that's not sexy. This is not the look for you? No. Here's the thing. This hole uh, is so tight that I can't really even open my mouth all the way. So I feel like it does a disservice for me. Do you have a big head? For my head shape. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really, I, it's really giving you a facelift, though. That brow is lifted. <laughs> I am <laughs> You, I kind of need that for myself. All right, we should end the show, don't you? Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't have a story you want to tell? Well, this is your story. You got this mask and it doesn't fit. I don't sold, worry. I just told three stories. It's telling a story. <laughs> a Wait, put the, show, put the um, elbow pad on, though. I want to see it's the whole thing. Well, they're knee pads. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you just want yeah, to well, elbow. you could use it for both, though, right? Yeah, it looks a little tight you on your elbow. Your, your elbow's on. Or I guess well, if you're like, like a hardwood floor, if someone, if he's like laying behind. down on the floor or something. Or, yeah, getting fucked from behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we all just need to keep fucking in soft places. Yes. Like, the fact that there is a demand for this product is... <laughs> It's wild. It, well, it's it's also, just like men don't deserve it, you know? <laughs> yeah, frankly, yeah. Like, they should make me comfortable if I'm going to suck their dick. I, not that. This looks crazy. Yeah, you, could go, you could go cruising in that and no one would know who you were. Girl. You got to take the glasses off. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing. I'm like, what do I do with these? Um, but what I will say is uh, 
I can't take you seriously. It is like, interesting. <laughs> it is. This interesting. is now a wrestling podcast. <laughs> it is interesting to try to wear these in a um, sort of uh, con- inconspicuous way. Yeah, well, because you don't own pants, you only own shorts. Correct. So, so when these you are stole like up to someone's out, apartment, you're just wearing my oh. dick pads. Also, underpants or a dress is kind of genius because then you can suck dick in the bathroom of the bar that night without hurting your knees. Exactly. Damn. Okay, I'm getting it. I'm, it's all coming together. So when you sucked off Ric Flair. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time. It was spicy. <laughs> All right, let's end the show. Well, How about oh, that? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Amy, so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? Oh, find me at amymillercomedy.com for all my tour dates, Amy Miller Comedy on Instagram, Amy Miller on Twitter. I'm out there. I have videos up. You can see them. You can find me. And your and comedy like- special will be out in next year, 2022? I think probably this winter. <gasps> Amazing. Oh. Don't quote me, but I think it's going to come out pretty fast. I love that. So exciting. Can't wait to see it. Thanks. Thank you all so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can email us at SloppySecondsPod at gmo.com or call us with your fuck talk story to 213-526-9180. Make sure to follow us at Big Dipper Jelly and Spicy's Meeple on Instagram, Fat Drag Meeple on Twitter. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Goodbye! We oh yeah, did buy, it. buy and don't forget to buy tickets to our live show that's going to be on October twelfth, twelfth, yes, at eight thirty p.m. Or if you want to do a double feature, seven o'clock and eight thirty at Executive Suite in, in Long, Long Beach. Beach. Great job. Goodbye. Doodle doo doo forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meepaw. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 